Oh, is that a label maker? Yes, it is. I got it as a gift. It's a Label Baby Junior. Love the Label Baby, baby. You know those things make great gifts. I just got one of those for Tim Watley for Christmas. Tim Watley? Yeah. Who sent you that one? One Tim Watley. No. My Tim Watley? The same. He sent it as a thank you for my Super Bowl tickets. I think this is the same one I gave him. He recycled this gift. He's a re-gifter. Or maybe he liked your gift so much he decided to get me the same. Perhaps it's an homage. Yeah. Perhaps. Well, how did he react when you gave it to him? Um, he said, oh, a label maker. How about that? He repeated the name of the gift? Yeah, so? Oh, well, if you repeat the name of the gift, you can't possibly like it. What do you mean? Oh, you know, like when someone opens something up and they go, oh, tube socks. What are you going to do about it? I don't know. I guess I'll just get invited up to his apartment and see if he's got a label maker. Why'd you get him a gift anyway? Oh, he did some dental work for me and he didn't charge me, so I thought I'd get him a Christmas present. Yeah, well, if you're getting him anything for his birthday, I'm a large. July 2nd, 2023. Hello, friends. Hi. Happy summer. Sure. Summer's here. It is. It has arrived. It has. Warmth and sun. Well, for some of us, depends on where you live, I suppose. Summer's been kicking around here. Kicking around? Yeah. What do you mean? It's been around. Not really. It hasn't even been that warm yet. Well. And I've been salty about it. Well, yeah. I mean, for LA, it's fine. It's not. It's not hot. But I want it to be. It will be in October. I'm always cold. I want the heat. Okay. Yeah. We don't have real seasons here. It doesn't really, like, no. We have summer and we have award season and fire season. That's what we have. Yeah. Except not anymore because climate change, it rained more here than Seattle this year. So what the hell? But I guess like... What the hell? That ain't right. Yeah, we don't have winter until like February and it's like maybe for a week. Usually, this year we... Oh, it's a mess. And we have fall in November, December. Not Like all the leaves fall off the trees in December, which is very confusing. And it's 50, whatever. (laughs) Listen, um, I don't know. Okay, hi. Hi. We don't have much to talk about. Listen, here's the thing. The shows that are going, keep going. And they're trucking along. And not much is changing with them. We just, you know, um, Pendant Shakespeare's Henry VI Part 1 is in progress. It's being released. And Genesis Avalon is on hiatus still between seasons. And Kingery's just coming back from its mid-season hiatus. But everything's just moving along. And there hasn't been any, like, new news to talk about yet. It's just, you know, we're chugging. That's true. Doing what we do. We're rolling with it. Yeah. <laughs> it's been our theme of the summer, not by choice, but it's like a thing that. we're learning. We yeah. all have lessons to learn. Perhaps you too can learn to be like the river and flow around the obstacles in your path as they happen. Yeah. Like when you find out you have a hole in your tire, you have to get it fixed immediately. Things like that. Yes. Super great. Okay. But you know what I do have? You know what I have. I do. What do I have? International statistics. I do have those. (laughs) Pendant shows continue to chart around the globe. Wonderful. Here's news for you. The Kingery made it up to number 10 in sci-fi in Sweden. Hello, 
Sweden. Genesis Avalon Patriot made it up to number 31 in sci-fi in Portugal. Neat. Active Radioactive Radio made it up to number 48 in sci-fi in Sweden. More Sweden. More Sweden. Mage and Machine made it up to number 47 in sci-fi in Ireland. Oh. Yeah. And Tilly's Trans Tuesdays have made it up to number 20 in personal journals in Brazil and number 12 in personal journals in Italy. Wow. How about that? So, welcome. International listeners. To the Irish and Portuguese and Swedenese and... Swedenese? Portuguese? <laughs> I don't know what the real words are, so I'm just... Italianese? Italianese. Irishese? <laughs> uh, sure. Wow. That was all Susan's doing, one? not mine. Brazil? Brazilese? Brazilese? Brazilese. That's really hard to say. Brazilese. Brazilianese. Brazilianese. That's better. Oh. That's excellent. <laughs> this is You're all eases now, okay? Sorry if we have offended you. Because it's easy for me. Ah, ah, ah. Okay. From Burbank, California, we've got Laura Post on the line. Hello, Hi. Laura. <laughs> okay, I have to I have to get some business out of the way first. All right. Um all right. So I went back and listened to the first and only interview that I've done with you back in May of 2013. And I need to apologize to you. Okay. I need to apologize because I fanboyed my way through that <laughs> interview and it was very unprofessional, so I want to apologize for that. Sure, I'm pretty sure you were fine. <laughs> and I'd also like to apologize for about to fanboying my way through this one. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and for my squeaky chair, I don't know what's going on with this thing. That's okay, my chair's a little squeaky itself, so we'll have a squeaky chair concert. <laughs> so how are things out in California? Um, Pretty good. I mean... Life's all right. I could do with living not three centimeters from the sun, but alas, <laughs> that is where life has brought me, so I will survive. Um, mm. <laughs> but otherwise, sunny California is a-okay. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Um, cool. Very cool. Um, like I said, I'm going to be fanboying my way through this one because you are Jana Masterson. Jana Tyler now. Yeah. Woohoo, finally. Genesis Avalon. Yeah. And when we interviewed, we recorded, I, I'm, I'm going to say it was before the first episode of season four aired. We interviewed and then TWIP aired right after that. Okay. So we have the four year, the fourth season to talk about eight years in between <laughs> right and season one of patriot so the first thing i want to ask you is um what were you think were, were you thinking about avalon at all during your hiatus 
you know, the small hiatus that we had? Um, I mean, sure. In that, like, I, I love Avalon and I, she's, she's my first superhero that like I got to play sort of, I mean, um, I'm pretty sure if not, she's, I mean, she's great. And I'm just always going to have a special place in my heart for her. And like, I love her and Sam a lot, like OTP. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I still think about like, even, even in the downtime, I would still think about the story and her and that sort of stuff. Uh, so the short answer is yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I asked you, last time if you could have any scene in the last season what would it be and you told me that you wanted a beach slash picnic scene you know it's funny because i was like i must have answered picnic on the beach because yep. picnic on the beach i, I stand by that <laughs> and we, i don't i don't yeah. have to worry about spoilers for season four but you yeah. got your your picnic mm-hmm because cat loves me <laughs> this, this always, is true it was always a joke with with me and cat of like this just can we just have a moment there's so much going on we just we're just a picnic so yeah at the end she was like here laura here's your picnic <laughs> very nice very nice very very nice i was very happy <laughs> <laughs> so um I know it's going to be like reaching into your brain. Season four was kind of two stories. We had the, you know, the leaving New York and basically setting up Patriot. And then the whole um, Arthurian Knights of the Round Table. Yes. Portion. Um, when, when you were doing the, the, you know, New York and the United States kind of falling into that dystopia beginnings. Did you have any idea where that could possibly go in story? Hmm. That is a very good question. I, no, I don't think I knew where it was going. I mean, cats really did like that. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I was just like, okay, you know, and it, it also helps to sort of not know just for the purposes of acting since Jaina mm. doesn't know what's going on um, and hasn't known what's going on. Um, mm. So that was good in that way. Uh, similarly, I tried, re tried really hard not to read about what when I'd get the scripts, not to read about what was going on on the other side of the pond, so to speak, mm -hmm. so that I didn't know what was going on. Um, <laughs> uh, though I will say, usually I'd end up reading it after I had sent in my lines because I am a voracious Avalon uh, <laughs> fan and I couldn't wait until the episode came out. So I would read the script after the fact. But yeah. Um, yeah uh it's it's i was there's definitely parts that i was like whoa i did not see that coming like i don't mm -hmm. i don't know how much we want to get into spoilers but like a certain individual she runs into 
uh, I think in Chicago, I think it was in Chicago, right? I'm getting mm-hmm. my places mixed up now. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. A certain female individual that she runs into. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That was that was like, whoa. <laughs> Caught me by surprise. Didn't see that coming. So when you started reading the scripts for Patriot, were you surprised at kind of where things were starting? Um, did it seem in line for where things ended with Avalon and having this big time gap. Um. I think where things ended with Avalon, I can see, I can, I as an audience member can see the progression, but similarly to like Jaina's thing of like, wow, I didn't realize this was going to get so bad so fast. Like, <laughs> whew. Uh, I, I do, I do kind of empathize with that of like, but I also like you, the groundwork is there in where, in where Avalon ends. I'm so good at speaking guys. Um, <laughs> uh, the, the groundwork is there at the end of Avalon mm-hmm. to see how we wound up where we are at the beginning of Patriot. But it's also in the, in the background on the ground level, you know, enough that you can understand why Jaina had no idea that it had gotten the way it was by the beginning of Patriot. One of the things, and I, I told this to Kat, I said one of the things that surprised me was kind of the disconnect between Jaina and the other um, Avalons and the Tuatha. Mm-hmm. And how how that got to be that like how how the two groups got to be in in a sense so spread apart it it dawned on me that we actually see Jaina being more like the superhero type as opposed to you know becoming genesis Mm -hmm. this season which i thought was a neat twist Yeah, I, I agree. I, it was kind of fun to be just, just Jaina. Like, you know, uh, Avalon, it was, I was jumping in between Jaina voice and Avalon voice and Morrigan voice mm-hmm. <laughs> constantly. Uh, and in uh, Patriot, it was like, no, I'm, I'm just doing Jaina right now. Jaina's just doing Jaina. It's fine. I'm, I'm thinking specifically like the train scene where you're yeah. you're at Jaina yeah, she's, like she's just J- she's just Jaina but that doesn't mm-hmm. make her any less of a hero right like yeah she's I I I like that about Jaina as a person that she's like yeah I'm not I'm not Avalon anymore but that doesn't mean I'm not going to help people you know it was it <sighs> it made the payoff at the end towards the end of the season where we finally see Genesis. Mm -hmm. Was that as epic for you as it was for the rest of us? Yes. And also a lot of pressure. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, Oh, this is the moment. It's gotta be the moment I've got to do it like, right. And so Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm like, Oh gosh, how does this even like, you know, cause it's like, Jane is rusty. So am I. (laughs) 
I haven't had to do the Genesis Avalon transformation in uh, quite a while, almost a decade. Uh, (laughs) So, uh, but there was, there was, I wanted to make sure that it like, it had, had the performance and it had that moment and it like, boom, hit, you know, Mm -hmm. I wanted to make sure. So I don't remember how many takes I sent to Kat, but (laughs) (laughs) I definitely was like, and I was like listening to the old episodes and being like, okay. And (laughs) All that fun stuff. So sure you I did told, it just right. You told me that Jaina is especially more in the later scenes. It was a higher register in the earlier seasons, right. but in the later seasons was kind of more your normal voice. Mm-hmm. And Avalon was Laura as Batman. <laughs> yeah, basically. And so was that still the case for you this time around with Patriot? Yes, I'd say so. It's it's <laughs> that for that, it's like a I mean, yeah, it's she's when she's Avalon, she's very much still Batman. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hadn't thought about that, but when I re-listened to the um to the interview and I was thinking about, you know, the the lines that stick in my head is like, oh my God, she's Batman. She's Batman, yeah. <laughs> she's, she keeps a real cool head most of the time mm. uh, when she's Avalon, you know, and even when things aren't going to plan, she just sort of like pivots, figures out something else. I mean, sometimes she can get a little bit more emotional than Batman does, I suppose. Um, but she's got that. Um, but that's that's her baseline. That At least for me, cadence, that's the, the baseline of where I like find the genesis voice is that it's like mm-hmm. you know i've i've got this i know what i'm doing i'm in control i've got it covered uh all, one of my go-to lines like for me referencing to get myself into the voice mm-hmm. is the um it's funny because it's only the second half i never remember the first half of the line but it's the and i save people goodbye before she like jumps off of the roof after meeting Julian like the first time. Like talk about an old yeah throwback. Yeah. But yeah, it's just that I'm like, right, there she is. That's where she lives. She saves mm-hmm. people. Peace. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, so that's usually how I sort of like find that vibe in there, that Batman Avalon thing. <laughs> how about Morgan? The Morgan. People don't refer yes, to her as the Morgan. Morgan. It's, it's the basically Morgan. the the deepest, most powerful. Like I just I drop it down to the bottom and summon forth all the energy I have to do the the Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where she lives. She's easy for me to find because it's like just go to the far bottomest bottom of the bottom, and there you are. You found her. <laughs> <laughs> So this season has um, not a lot of time with Sam. No. Um, Boy. <laughs> in fact, um, not until late in the season do we get like the two of you um, getting scenes together again. Mm. What um, was it weird? after there being so much like Jane and Sam, Jane and Sam, Jane and Sam, that this, we have all of this where there's, you know, not. 
I mean, there's, there's the, you know, trying to get to him, but the. Yeah. I, I don't think it was, it wasn't weird. Cause like, I've known Jaina since before Jaina knew Sam. So <laughs> that's true. Um, yeah. So it wasn't weird per se, but mm -hmm. uh, I feel like that, I mean, that is her entire drive through the season, basically. It's like, even, even when there's other things that like, maybe if Sam was with her, she'd be more inclined to be like, we have to do this and this and this, but she's very focused on Sam. Mm -hmm. Uh for better or for worse, uh, through the season. And it's, you know, understandable, especially if you come right off of Avalon and go into this, you're like, oh God, you, no wonder you're freaking out and you're a mess. <laughs> we didn't get to see the wedding though. I know. Such you a gotta shame. have that as like a- uh... Tell Kat. Yeah, yeah, we need that as a, uh, a mini-sode. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure um, it would be completely like cutesy and wholesome and disgusting and nobody would want to watch it or listen to it. <laughs> every Avalon fan will listen. There. <laughs> Trust me on this one. <laughs> um so you also are kind of paired off now with Patriot. Yeah. Using the term paired loosely. <laughs> um, he's a, you've had different foils over the seasons of Avalon. He's he's a different foil for you. Yes. You guys come at things in a different way. Um, do you get to work with him at all like in real time i know you said no. last time yeah you, yep. you... total vacuum yeah yep so uh but i mean you cat's a really good writer you read the script and you kind of get a feel you know what mm. i mean yeah even if you yeah. don't get to hear the other actors um and yeah he's you know it's interesting because as an audience member I totally see where he's coming from. Um, mm. I don't know if I necessarily agree with it or not, but I can see where he's coming from. And like Jaina is in a place of like, I cannot see where you're coming from. Uh, you know, they're very, uh, she just doesn't have the, she needs to broaden her perspective a little bit i feel like to understand she's a different exactly. worldview yeah exactly it's she's been dealing with demons demons and gods and so it's and... like yeah we protect people and you know he's been burnt by people a whole lot mm. so i get it that's that's the the laura i get it part versus the <laughs> again don't agree with it per se but yeah jaina I think she's learning a lot actually from Patriot just mm. in, in terms of broadening her worldview. Yeah. Yeah. No, I definitely felt that from um, your guys' performance in mid and towards the end of the season 
when there was more of the two of you together. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also like that that um, you know, headbutting that we get between the two of them is nice. Yeah. And and I like that it's different than the headbutting that you had with Sam, different oh, than yeah. the headbutting that you had with Julian. Um it it's and when I say you, I mean Jana. I you know. know you're two different people. No, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> it, it it's different. And I think that that makes makes it, you know, successful as a sequel. Yeah. Right. For sure. It's not just a rehashing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this just popped into my head. We had the um, pendant 10 year anniversary, like what, five years ago? <laughs> mm-hmm. So you got to reprise Jaina in that, which was cool because you were doing her with characters from other shows yeah 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 that was neat that was fun Mm -hmm. was when you saw that was that one of those kind of like this is different kind of yeah basically it was like oh this is neat this is fun this is you know its own little thing all right (laughs) and you got to tell off noir (laughs) yeah Always fun. <laughs> I love Chris. Uh, Chris. Chris Hackney. Yeah. He's fantastic. I mean, I also love Chris, Cat and Chris, Chris. Mm-hmm. But Chris Hackney. Yeah, Chris Hackney and I are like friends in real life now. Like, thanks, yeah. thanks, Avalon, because technically through Pendant is how Chris and I met in person. And now we hang out and we're good friends. Cause we oh, that's awesome. Out here. So, yeah. There's there's a bunch of pendulums in that area where you are. Yeah, yeah. I mean, voiceover and entertainment and all that fun stuff. Mm. <laughs> um, <clears throat> when we spoke last, um, you had mentioned that it was easy for you to, even though you were still doing lines in a vacuum, you had been working with David Alt in a number of projects. Mm-hmm. Um, so you kind of knew where things were going to go yeah. with his lines. And so you were able to play off of him without actually playing off of him, which was, I think, how you put it. Um, have you guys gotten to work together since Avalon? Uh, hmm. We've definitely, like, seen each other socially a couple times. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah. Since, How is since that? Avalon. That's fun. David's great. I love him. He's awesome. Um, I don't know that we've been on anything though. Maybe. Hmm. Yeah, I don't think. I don't think we've been on anything since Avalon ended. Really, like, we have both been on Leviathan Chronicles. I think, mm-hmm. but I don't think our. I was going to mention that one. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't think your characters got to be in the same scenes, but yeah, I remember. I was like, David's on this, and then I remember when you told me you took over Evangeline, and that just made my head explode. (laughs) Yep, that's good. That's a good, uh, good podcast, and it was a fun role, and I'm 
was it, that was an eight story concept yeah yeah it was really cool um but yeah i don't think that we've been in anything else since since leviathan slash avalon um i could be wrong by all means internet correct me if my i'm wrong but i think that that we haven't been in anything since other than you know seeing each other socially being like hey what's up you're in california cool <laughs> so um since we're talking about um other stuff i pulled up your imdb page which <laughs> didn't exist when we spoke last now when we spoke last back in 2013 you really? scroll I down didn't here. have an IMDb page in 2013? God, Laura, get with the program. Did <laughs> you? I, you know, I don't know. I might have. I don't know. I actually, I genuinely do not know. Well, you had said you were in a couple things here and there. And I'm looking back 2012, 2011, 2010, 2009, 2008, 2000, all the way back to 1995. Okay. Yes, but 1995 is not actually, because that's Sailor Moon, I'm going to guess. Yeah. Uh, Sailor Moon 93 through 97. Yeah, yeah. But that's episodes. when the show came out. But then they did the redub in like 2018. <laughs> because uh, okay. in, in 93, I was like under 10. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, definitely don't go. I, I don't go that far back. I go back. Okay. I started doing voiceover in like 2001, I think. Millennium around actress. 2001-2002. Uh, Millennium actress was not, still not me. That's another oh. redub. Yeah, so it's when they okay. when they dub something from Japan that's like older, it just says that I did it in whatever year. Um, I don't know what my actual. Uh, one of the first things that's going to be accurate on there is probably uh, magical girl lyrical Nanoha A's. Uh huh. That's two thousand five. There you go. Except I think it was 2007 when I recorded because I didn't move out to California until 2007. So I couldn't have recorded it in 2005. <laughs> <laughs> Things dubs from Japan, man. Dubs from Japan. Um, so yeah, it was like around 2000. The stuff that would be on IMDb would be starting around 2007 for me. Okay. So you have a lot of stuff here. <laughs> um, it's one of those... Oh my God, I'm talking to this person. Oh, there's Genesis Avalon. Um, <laughs> See, and technically I was doing Avalon before any of those other things. I was doing Avalon before 2007, so. I don't remember when we first started recording it, but I was still living in Chicago, I know for sure. Avalon here is listed 2009 to 2014, 46 episodes. I don't know. But when we very, it could be before, because it wasn't with Pendant when we very first started working on it. Right. Yeah. And we know there's 50. Yeah. So there you go. That's probably it. <laughs> but there's a ton. I want to say it's over 200 line items here. Well, um, it's a living. <laughs> <laughs> Street Fighter Five. Yeah. Sailor Moon Crystal. Yep. Queen Nehalenia. Mm-hmm. Or Telu. Or uh, no, that one's Telu. Telu. There was another one. Yeah, I one. realized uh, Queen Nehalenia is the movie. Telu would be Sailor Moon Crystal. Genius. That's me. I know Justice League Dark. 
Oh, that I'm just like female and businesswoman business and uh -huh. nurse and I think a young mom. It's actually funny. It's like the beginning of the the scene and it's like I think it's the first scene I'm businesswoman and in the immediate next scene I'm a young mother. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like I'm really glad these voices sound very different. That'd be very awkward if they sounded the same. It's I missed this earlier when I was reading through this. You were in Batman. Batman video game, The Enemy Within, as Harley yes. Quinn. Yeah, Telltale's uh, Batman, The Enemy Within. I played wow. the one and only Harleen Quinzel. <laughs> it was very exciting for me. That one was, was a true, genuine treat because I love Telltale games. Uh -huh. And I, I auditioned for that part being like, well, there's no way on earth that I'm booking this. So, uh... Here you go. That was fun and totally forgot about it and cut to, you know, a month or whatever later. And it's like, hey, you booked uh, Harley Quinn. And I was like, what? What <laughs> <laughs> are you? What? <laughs> of all of the Batman characters ever to exist in the Batman universe, Harley Quinn, not in my top 10 that I would think I would book. Um, but very excited because I, I love Harley. So I was just. Whew. And she's a very interesting take on Harley. I don't want to like spoil it for people, but I highly recommend everybody play the game. It's really good. And Harley's super cool. It's a really good story. Uh, the first season's really good. Like the first season of Telltale's Batman. But mm -hmm. the second season, which is The Enemy Within, is so good. <laughs> the, the stuff with Batman and Joker is just excellent. So, 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 so much fun to play. This is the one that made me jump out of my seat when I saw it. You were in freaking Voltron. Yeah. The Netflix remake of Voltron. And that just I wanted to be in it so badly. And I was very happy when I booked my character. Small as she may be, I didn't care. I was in it. Take I, it. Yeah, <laughs> we'll take I it. I was like, I got it. It's great. It, it, honestly, when I got in, they played me a, a, an audition I did for a larger character as mm -hmm. my reference for that character. And I was like, wow, at least I made a good impression with my audition. Great. I'm go. really glad that I did that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, and I, you know, uh, it was really fun to record. I'm, I love Voltron. I have loved Voltron. Voltron was like one of my first anime. Mm -hmm. um, so when the original auditions went out for like the, the force, I was like, ah, I worked my butt off for like two hours on a, the characters that i was able to audition for and <laughs> so this i was one, very happy that finally at least i got to be a small part of it and it was the the netflix remake was so good yeah it was really good i want them to remake it one more time <laughs> i want them to remake it without all the kitty kind of stuff to it mm. yeah i, I want it to that. be like a serious drama i think it yeah. would be epic i mean that's how I, that's why I always liked anime Voltron is to me, it was very serious. Although mm -hmm. I was a child. So, you know, looking back, some of it less serious than I remember, but you know. <laughs> and when you watch it, it holds up. Yeah. It still holds up. I okay. went back and watched Robotech and it doesn't, mm -hmm. oh. not by a long shot. I didn't watch Robotech as a kid or an adult. I haven't watched it, so <laughs> I would not know if it held up or not, but. 
you have been in a ton of games, a ton of anime. Pokemon. Yes, I've directed some Pokemon. I was going to ask you, on here in IMDb, there is a section where it has you as audio description narrator for a bunch of things here. Oh, yeah. Yes. What is an audio description narrator? Well, I'm so glad you asked. Um, Thank you. <laughs> audio description is a service for blind and low vision viewers so that they mm -hmm. can watch media, television, live stage, uh, movies, uh, and enjoy the experience ideally as much as a sighted viewer. So mm -hmm. you describe the action that's happening on screen you don't step on the dialogue, and then people who are blind or low vision understand what's going on and can enjoy the show. So, oh. uh, you know, something like, I don't know, Riverdale is a show I work on, and it might be like, Archie comes down the stairs, and you know, you hear duh, 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 walking down the stairs, and be like, hey, mom, I gotta go, blah, 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 you know, and you don't talk then, and then you'd be like, right. he grabs an apple. So you just explain what's happened. It's I don't write it. I only narrate. Uh -huh. uh, it's a very, it's a very unique style of narration because it's different from audiobooks, mm -hmm. uh, but it's also not completely dry. It's you know, uh, some some companies have already experimented with having AI do the performance, and that is too dry because you still need to be able to follow what is happening. And AI doesn't do a good job of like right um stressing the right words that you understand and can follow the action if you know what i mean right um so i have to ask how is it doing that for wonder woman <laughs> intense there's a lot of yeah. action oh yeah uh <laughs> oh the scene oh, there was a scene okay i'm it's been a while but mm -hmm. there's the scene where she's like fighting a bunch of guys in an abandoned building and after no man's land yeah, after No Man's Land. No Man's okay. Land was also very intense. Uh, yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> but the abandoned building scene, I just remember like being like, oh, this is okay. Let's go. Like, because there's just a lot to say <laughs> in a short amount of time. So you're just being like, she jumps on the table and she kicks the guy and she grabs the sword and she does the da 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 da. You know, you're just going because she's just going. It's great. Right. It's, it's, yeah. And, you know, you're amped up because the scene is amped up and you want to kind of match that intensity. You don't want to get too into it again because mm -hmm. it's it's a very subtle art because you're not trying to tell the audience how to feel. But you're just trying to match. For me, I usually just try to match what the like the music and the sound effects and the acting is doing. So, like, if it's a fight mm -hmm. scene, I'm a little bit more heightened. And if it's a funeral, then I'm a little bit quieter and subdued and somber because it's a serious scene. There's right. like, So there's but it's not it's not like fully emoting. Like I remember the first time I went in to do the work, I started describing, I was like, the moon shines, blah, 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 blah. And the director's like, no, no, no. You've got to pull that back like 80%. You are you are being an audiobook narrator, which is great, but you need to pull that back to be much more subtle. Let the, the audience just needs to know what hap what is happening, not how to feel about it. I'm like, okay. The moon rises over the frozen lake, you know, because that's all mm -hmm. it is. This is just a factual thing of the moon rises over the frozen lake. Okay. It's not, you know, the moon rises over the frozen lake. No, no, no. Just let everything else, you know, and I, I get that. It's cool.
um, I really enjoy, I really enjoy the work and I think it's really important work too. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. So you had mentioned the, um, audio directing. Uh, yeah, I directed the English dubs for Pokemon Twilight Wings and mm -hmm. Pokemon Hisui and Snow, just as far as Pokemon goes, because we were talking about Pokemon, mm -hmm. uh, which was fun. It was, you know, I got to cast and direct and it was uh, a real, it was a fun ride. Uh, Twilight Wings, we got interrupted by COVID in the middle of it. That was a real fun figure things out transition. Uh, mm -hmm. We had tight deadlines on that project, but we mm -hmm. figured it out. It came out and it looked pretty darn good, all things considered. Uh, so, yeah, um, I, I love working with the Pokemon company. They're great people over there. And, uh, you know, who doesn't love Pokemon? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just scrolling here. And then you did um, more audio description for Detective Pikachu. I did, yeah, yeah. That was funny. <laughs> I was like, "Hey, Detective Pikachu, this is a good movie." So I've done a lot of audio description. <laughs> there are thirty-one listed on your. Yeah, that's a small fraction. I was going to say <laughs> some people don't put like audio description things on on I like. There's a whole. Sometimes they put audio description things on IMDb. Sometimes they don't. It's not a credited thing in the like on-screen credits. You only get credited on the audio description track if then. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, there's definitely I've definitely done more than thirty-one. I've probably haven't kept count, but I've been doing audio description for a little over ten years at this point. I've mm. probably done. Ooh, at least I, I'm sh I feel confident that I've done over a hundred. I don't know how much over a hundred, but I feel confident I've done over a hundred for sure. That's good stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's like I said, it's it's fun work and it's rewarding and it's important and it's it's really uh, uh, I feel very honored that I get to work on that stuff. And some of the titles I get to work on, I'm also very honored that I've gotten to work on, like Wonder Woman or uh, WandaVision, um, all the Marvel stuff that I get to do is like, wow, <laughs> I'm doing Marvel stuff, cool. That is cool. <laughs> yeah. But I didn't see that. I, I, oh, yeah, I did, I did WandaVision and Loki and What If, and I did the most recent Guardians of the Galaxy movie, and- I'm You did the narration? Yeah, the audio description narration, yeah. That's cool very very cool like i said it's just it's a a genuine honor when i get to work on those kinds of things i am not fanboying enough <laughs> <laughs> no you're good you're good wow i'm learning a lot tonight i gotta <laughs> say this, this was seriously this was an aspect i had really no exposure to before I mean, I kind of just fell into it actually myself. I uh, I was working my day job. I was on Craigslist looking for voiceover work because mm -hmm. the hustle. And there was a Craigslist posting being like, we're looking for voiceover actors. Send any demos you got. And I was like, okay, here's my commercial demo. I'm a voice actor and I would like to work as one. And then they had me do a test where they like sent audio like a script like an audio description script and a video and we're like read this and i was like okay and then it took like oh my gosh maybe a year 
close to a year, if not a year, uh, I got a call and they were like, hey, we finally have a thing that we could bring you in on and I think you'd be great. Uh, you're the one for this sort of thing. And it was mm -hmm. um, Rise of the Guardians. That was my first one. When I was talking about the moon and the frozen lake and all that, that was the, the Jack Frost movie. If anybody with Santa and the Easter Bunny and Jack Frost. Was oh, movie. yeah. yeah I, I really like that. that movie. But that was that was my very first audio description job. And then I just managed to keep doing it over the years somehow. <laughs> so they go back and add this to movies, I guess, because I see like Clueless, which is, you know, 1995. Yes, yes. It's honestly, and this is, uh, a, I think, something that needs to be fixed, is the the audio description track isn't always, it's not paid, it's not part of the package. So, like, if Clueless is on Netflix, and then Clueless mm. goes to, let's say, Paramount Plus. I'm just picking names. I know nothing. Um, right. Netflix may... Clueless may have had an audio description track on VHS because sometimes there are old track like audio description goes back a long time. Okay. Um, so it may have had a track, but it's not packaged with the movie. It's not provided. So Netflix then may be like for accessibility, we're going to pay to have an AD track made. And so Netflix mm -hmm. will pay and be like, you know, audio description uh, provided by Netflix, uh, you know, okay. narrator by Laura Post or whatever. And then let then it moves and that audio description track is Netflix's. So it doesn't go with the movie to the new place always. Uh, I don't know, like when it does go, I don't know if they're paying Netflix for it. I don't know. So then the new place, Hulu or Paramount Plus or whatever, they have to be like, okay, now we're going to pay to make an audio description track. So you get an inconsistency of quality. You get an inconsistency of if it's provided at all, like there'll be movies where people will be like, I know this has an audio description track. I saw it at the movie theaters with audio description, but it's on Amazon Prime. There's no audio description. What's with that? That's very annoying as a consumer. And I have to agree with them. It, mm. it, it, I really feel like there should be some sort of something in place where it's just part of like it is made with the film and then it's just part of an optional film soundtrack and it travels with it wherever it goes if you're licensing the movie you license the audio description with it because it is it is pretty ridiculous that like you know i i audio describe uh i audio describe solar opposites and to be honest i don't know who i'm describing it for <laughs> I know that I'm describing it, but I'm not the audio describer that's on Hulu, at least not in the States. So I don't know if I'm the audio describer overseas. I don't know if it's for when it moves to a different streaming service, if it's going back. I have no idea. It is a very, very strange thing. <laughs> so I really wish that there could be, but you know, in the grand scheme of all the things that need to be fixed and regulated and whatever, I can understand why to some people it feels like a small issue, but I really would love to see something happen in that space because it really does need to be addressed, especially as we move into the age of AI. Because mm. I can just imagine like, it had a great narrator when it was at theaters and then it moved to whatever and it just has an AI and I can't understand what's happening because the AI just talks like this and doesn't do anything else and it is really annoying. Right. But you know.
We shall see. Sorry, I didn't mean to like go on a total rant about that, but I'm very passionate about it. <laughs> no, hey, we can be educational here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> We're smart. Um, no, this is this is actually very interesting because I've not had any like exposure to this kind of thing ever. I, it's not, you know, something I've needed. Mm -hmm. So I don't know about it. So I'm, I thank you for, yeah. you know, explaining I've actually used, what that it is. It can be as, as a sighted viewer, it can be helpful or interesting. If like you, I have been like, I want to watch the show. I don't have time. I've basically turned shows into audiobooks by putting on the audio description and listening in my car when I'm driving, mm. because then I'm not watching it. I, but you have the audio description there to tell you what's happening. Or if you're sort of watching, but like you have to cook dinner or something, and you can't be like watching the screen. You just right. turn on the audio description track. It's super helpful uh, for even for sighted viewers. I highly recommend it. Well, that's cool. So can you talk about stuff that you've got coming up? Um, <laughs> that's a great question. I don't think I can. I don't think I have. I mean, I can talk about a few things that have come out recently. Mm -hmm. um, There's one thing listed on IMDb as upcoming. Okay, what is it? Is it too late? Yeah, that's something some brando put on my I don't know what that is. <laughs> Someone just decided <laughs> okay. to put me on it, but I've not signed any contracts. I've not done any work. I don't know what it is. Sometimes okay. I need to go in and do some maintenance on my IMDb, but I haven't recently. Uh, so no, that's not a real thing. Okay. Um, I uh, a video game called Outer Plane just came out, and I play. Mm -hmm. Oh, can I remember their names? Stella, I think Princess Stella, and I want to say Eliza. She's a vampire. I'm sorry if I got these names wrong, but I feel like I got them right. Um, that was super fun to work on. And also, um, it's a little bit older now, but whatever, I still care. Fire Emblem Engage came out this year, and it's awesome. Mm -hmm. I voice Yunaka in that. She is the best, the best girl, one of my favorite characters I've ever voiced. You know, Avalon's on that list too, don't worry. Um, <laughs> she's, she's super great, uh, and it's a Fire Emblem game. It's awesome, it's fun, it's super cool. Uh, and... That's what we need. Genesis Avalon, the game. Yes. Let's do it. Uh, <laughs> get to it. <laughs> you heard me, internet. Start working on it. <laughs> <laughs> My enthusiasm like slowly drained as I realized I have no ability to help with making a game. Oh, although speaking of making a game, um, mm -hmm. I'm also in, it's sort of upcoming. There's a demo available on Steam. Uh, for this indie horror game called Casting Whispers. I'm the lead in it. Uh, it's a super small dev team, like two people, and it's a really good demo. So if you go on Steam, you can go play it now for free. It's super cool. I really want everybody to play it. I really want it to blow up. I feel very strongly about that game. I think it's awesome. So speaking of devs and how hard it is to make a game, Casting Whispers on Steam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So let me ask you, you do all these different genres right mm -hmm. what what genres do you like or ips or I, I don't know can you say like what your favorite thing to work on is 
aside of Avalon. It, it is. It, it well, yes. Aside from Avalon, of course. Um, you know, it's it's hard because I feel like when you I I have been given the gift of getting to work on a lot of super cool titles, games, cartoons, anime. You know, so I. Uh, don't want to look a gift horse in the mouth and be like, but I don't want any of those things. I want this. Um, my one of my favorite things to do though is comedy. I love doing comedy, and mm. so anytime I get the chance to do something that's like comedic, um, Justice League action was great for that. I loved mm. getting to do the like hit the beats, do the jokes. I I really love. I'm I'm not like. I'm not, in my opinion, I'm not super great at improv. I'm not like a stand-up comedian, but I love taking a good script and bringing the jokes to life and like performing them in a way that either heightens the joke or at least successfully lands the joke the way the writer was hoping it would hit, you know? Um, so I, I love when I get to do comedy, even if it's just like, oh, there's a comedy scene in this thing you're doing. I'm like, great, yeah, let's be silly. It's one of the things I love about Yunaka is that she's like a total wild card. Mm -hmm. um, so she has a lot of comedy scenes where they were like, yeah, Laura, just do whatever. And I'm like, great. <laughs> Here's my whatever take, you know, because you usually do two or three takes. So, you know, I do one the way I feel. I always do one where I'm like, this is how the joke was written and how it is intended to be performed. And then the second take is like, no, I'm just going to do whatever. Great. Okay, cool. So, um, yeah, there's one, there's one that like I saw on Twitter where somebody asks Yunaka, my Fire Emblem characters, uh, about her family. And it's, the line is like, oh, they, um, you know, they're just, it's a little, yeah. Is sort of the the line and right. the way I and the the take they ended up taking, which I was like, wow, that was that was nice nice pick on the takes. Good job, past me. I don't remember reading it like this. Was like, oh, you know, they're um. Well, you see, it's just a little. They're just yeah, <laughs> with like this big question at the end, <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's great. I like that way better than just doing the yeah, like the <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fun. So I love those. I love playing with comedy stuff. It's just, it's a blast. Did you get to do that with Harley Quinn? You know, not as much as you would think because she's a very different Harley Quinn. She's very in charge and the boss and kind of a tough chick. So oh, okay. sometimes she did have some, she definitely had parts where she had jokes. Uh, and especially depending on the like options you picked, because it's, you know, the whole branching mm -hmm. conversation things in Telltale games. Uh, there's definitely moments, but not, she's not quite as, she's not the Arlene Sorkin Harley Quinn, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. She's not the original, she's, she's a very different, one of the most different takes of Harley Quinn I've seen, mm. which is great. It's fun. It was, it was really cool to get to do that and be part of creating that totally different character, but also the jokes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, so since we last interviewed, I started doing these things called bullet questions. All right. So 
there are no wrong answers for the most part. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll find that wrong answer. Don't worry. <laughs> All right. Ready? I think so. Favorite Muppet? Gonzo. Favorite pizza topping? Onion and green pepper. I can't, they, I can't separate them. <laughs> yeah, they kind of go together. Yeah. Um, favorite Star Wars movie or TV show? Uh, Empire Strikes Back. Um, giving equal time, favorite uh, Star Trek movie or TV show? Next Generation. Did you see Picard season three? I haven't watched any of Picard. <laughs> oh, trust me. I have heard when you good get things season about three. season three. And season three alone. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. But I just, my favorite character is Data. So I'm like, eh, he's not really around. Fuck it. Just part of my language. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes and no. I mean, I, I kind of know the plot. I've had a little bit of spoilers for it. So like, yeah, I know. Yes and no. But mm. eh, it's fine. <laughs> Maybe I'll get around to it. I have not had a lot of time to watch TV, honestly. This is a very long bullet. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, we digress. They're, they're, they're slow moving bullets, really. Okay. Okay. Um, favorite DC movie or TV show? Ooh. Can I include animated? Yes. Batman the animated series with a bullet. <laughs> <laughs> and favorite Marvel movie or TV show? Hmm. That one's tougher. There's a lot of good stuff there's, out there. There's a lot of really good Marvel movies, especially. I mean, TV shows too, but hmm. I'm I'm gonna go with WandaVision. What did you do on WandaVision? Was that more I did um, the audio description stuff. Okay. Yeah. Um didn't I I have mixed feelings about the ending, but overall as a story. I'll go mm -hmm. WandaVision as my as my Marvel pick. There's a lot of contenders. <laughs> I thought so, the concept was loved. awesome. I, the concept was awesome. It was super great. I just, the ending left me feeling a little bit like, oh, I wish there was well, maybe two more episodes or something, but. That's yeah, fine. well, um, I, I think it was supposed to be one more, but they kind of maybe, wrapped things yeah. up because of COVID. Yeah. It I, was. You, you do forget that COVID had an impact on that stuff. Yeah, the yeah. scene where they're in the town square, you know, and all that, and mm -hmm. everybody's kind of far apart. There, it's not that rushing her kind of thing that they originally. Yeah, yeah that's because yeah. of COVID. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think about that, but you're right. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Wandavision. There's a lot. There's a lot of competition. A lot of steep competition in the marvel cinematic universe but that is mm -hmm. what i'm going to stick with <laughs> Ooh, yes so also spider-man across the spider-verse like, that was yeah yeah and we're then the next movie is gonna drop anytime now i know uh one of those tie a tie between those i'm sorry split that <laughs> bullet in half i can't choose it's fine that's fair. <laughs> Judges? Yep, we'll allow it. Great. <laughs> well, 
as always, it is wonderful hearing you. And thank you again for sitting in the hot seat. Well, and always, it is lovely to talk to you. So thank um, you for having me in the hot seat. Aha. Aha. <laughs> <laughs> um, can people find you on social media? They sure can. I am on Twitter at Laura Post Voice. That is where I am the most active. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also technically have an Instagram, which is also Laura Post Voice, and Twitch, which is Laura Post Voice. Hey, uh, that worked out I'm for you. Gonna, I know. I'm going to try and get back into streaming, but I've been saying that all year, and I've been real bad about it. But uh, I do like to stream games on occasion. So I might be streaming that Casting Whispers game because I really want people to play it. So... <laughs> So I follow you on Twitter. So I'm going to ask, and I notice some stuff come up. Um, okay. So I'm going to ask you this: Are you going to be at any cons in the near I future? I am. I am going to be in one week. So I don't know when this is coming out. I might already be there. But on June eighth, eighth, I fly uh, or ninth, ninth. The the time change and the travel gets confusing. But the mm. ninth through the eleventh, I will be in the Netherlands at Anime Con Netherlands um like that's its name is anime con uh it's gonna be super cool i've never been overseas before so i am excited and anxious uh <laughs> <laughs> i'm certain it's gonna be awesome though it seems like a really cool group of people uh, and that's gonna be a blast uh i think that's the i'm also doing an event in burbank california uh the following weekend june 17th for fire emblem engage um i think that's all i have going on right now you're going um, to be very tired <laughs> <laughs> i am going to be excessively tired i'll be fine i'm a champion um but yeah i mean i'm always happy to go to conventions but voice actors are like vampires we need an invite to come uh <laughs> so uh yeah that's but that's all I have right now, I think, on the proverbial docket. Okay. Yep. Looking because you're like one of what two or three people that I follow that does conventions. So I figured Oh yeah. I yeah, could ask yeah. you that. Yeah. Uh those that's I'm going to the Netherlands and I there's like one or two that I'm in talks with, but there's nothing official yet, so I can't say anything about those. But okay. I hope to go more places i like to see people and <laughs> yeah <laughs> all righty um as always i'm still on twitter um as much of a train wreck as it's become yeah <laughs> <laughs> um at jg underscore qa and on facebook um jordan.gottlieb.5036 never changed it once again thank you so much Thank you. And waiting somewhat patiently through the hiatus between seasons and, and looking forward to season two of Genesis Yay. Avalon Patriot. Woo, it's going to be great. And we will kick this back to Tilly and Susan. It's over. It's over. It's over. Just the interview, it's over. Okay, remember, we have new episodes of Trans Tuesday every Tuesday. Yeah, that's it. Whose Trans Tuesdays are they, Tilly's Susan? Trans Tuesdays Thank come you. out on every Tuesday. Yes. And Writer's Block comes out on Wednesdays. It does. So look for those. Coming out Wednesday, July 5th, The Kingery, Season 12, Episode 7. 
have a meeting room at the casino. Great big mahogany table. I was on the wait list for two years. Had to have an entire grove of trees grown just to get access. Good chairs, comfortable. They keep your back nice and straight. Air conditioning's perfect. There's a tea station. It's the perfect place to do business. And yet I'm here at the Spaceport Thunderbird sitting in a folding chair at a folding table. As if any of us would be allowed to leave your territory. Wear socks. My associate, Miss Buisson, is otherwise occupied. Really? Looks like everybody else managed to make time in their schedules. Asa came all the way from Pine Ridge. And thank goodness for that. Mr. Arkell is here. I am? Yes, you are. Ah, yes. No matter where you go, you... We are going to just allow this parasite to sit at our table? We'll get to that. First of all, I want to talk about the murders. Coming out Wednesday, July 12th, Pendant Shakespeare's Henry VI, Part 1, Chapter 2. Thou knows how Orleans is besieged and how the English have the suburbs won. Father, I know, and oft have shot at them. I were unfortunate, I missed my aim. But now thou shalt not. We are ruled by me. Chief Master Gunner am I of this town? Something I must do to procure me grace. The Princess Espios have informed me how the English in the suburbs close entrenched. Through a secret grate of iron bars, in yonder towers who overbears the city, and thence discover our with most advantage, they may vex us with shot or with assault. To intercept this incroyance, a piece of ordnance gainst it I've placed, and even these three days have I watched, if I can seize them. Now do thou watch, for I can stay no longer. If thou spiced any, run and bring me word. And thou shalt find me at the governor's. Father, I warrant you, take no care. I'll never trouble you if I may spy them. Coming out Wednesday, July 26th, Seminar, episode 111. So, what do you want to watch? <sighs> do we have to pick a new thing already? Yeah, there's almost nothing left on the list. So what else is still on it? Let's see, all that's left is rich white people problems. Didn't we watch that? No, that was a different show. Also about rich white people with different problems. Oh, yeah, right. Anything else? Mm, not on the list. Do you have something? Let me check my list. Mm, oh, yeah. I heard about this new show called My Dead Dad. It's by the same creators as depressing animated animals. Yeah, also, Genesis Avalon Patriot Season 1 Hiatus Special Number 2 is also out on July 26th, but there's no trailer. Because that short. would be the whole episode. Yes. We don't, don't want to ruin it for you. We don't, but you should listen definitely. Do it. La la la, the show is almost done. Yay! Okay, there's your episode, your episode's done. 
Did huh. you notice? I didn't say the pen and Shakespeare were at the end. That's right, you didn't. I did it just to spite you. I didn't even notice. <laughs> uh, Your spite failed. I guess. Because I didn't notice it. Fine, I'll take my spite elsewhere. No, you won't. I will. I, I take spite a lot of places. But it's not leaving here is what I'm saying. Well, there's enough to go around, let's say. <laughs> you ain't kidding. Be sure to stop by the website at PendantAudio.com, the Facebook page at Facebook.com slash PendantAudio. We're on Twitter at PendantWeb. We're on Tumblr at PendantAudio.tumblr.com. And that's it, really. I mean, you know, we are on YouTube, but we don't really have much we post there. So why bother? I mean, if you search, <laughs> you'll find it. Sure, if you want to like... see. I mean, Active Radio, Active Radio's web series is up there, you know, and that we tried putting... This is a weird place to be talking about yeah, this. We tried putting some of our uh, audio drama episodes up there, but they didn't really hit the same audience. And they didn't really, nobody seemed to care. It's not I an mean, audio drama audience. It's really not. Whatever. This is podcasting and not YouTubing. I'm done talking now. <laughs> we'll see you back here next week. No, month. Month. Ah, we'll see you back here <laughs> next month. <laughs> this is Susan Bridges. And... Tilly Bridges. <laughs> Thanks for listening. What? What? Go ahead, say it. What, fine. What are you Everything's at? fine. Yeah. Rolling with it. <laughs> Rolling with it. Maybe you out there listening can roll with it too. Good luck. I hate rolling with it. The theme to TWIP is Mr. Exposition by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 at creativecommons.org slash licenses slash buy slash 3.0. The end of the show. At 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 the end of the show. That's the show. The show is over now.